When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello. Hello. Anyone around here speak basketball? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball, Basketball Podcast. I am your host, uh, coming from my mom's apartment. Uh, and who, sir? Oh, my name is Freddie Rivas. Hi, Freddie. Uh, and who, sir, are you? I'm your producer. I'm Matty D. And I'm excited because when people hear this, it'll be after Kyle's been back in town. You know how I feel about him. I know how you feel about him. So it's going to be. I love him. Hopefully it was an exciting game. They lost uh, the the heat, but uh, you know, we're just. Hopefully we, hopefully we gave Kyle a, um, a nice birthday loss. Yeah. Uh, And actually have a, a fun Kyle story, but I'm going to save it till both, both guests are on. All right. uh, That a, a friend of mine just told me last night. Um, but yeah, we, we are Raptors podcast. We were with Raptors of public. We also talk NBA. Um, yeah, all your support uh, has been appreciated. This we're al- almost, uh, almost at our one year mark with Raptors of public. And, um, yeah, let's, let's start bringing the guests on. Um, she's with dishes and dimes. Uh, Yahoo. If you're on like Raptors Twitter, you for sure know her. She's incredible. Uh, I've done this podcast a couple times. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone for Iman ad. Your music's kind of like serious. That's my vibe. I'm a serious person. What can I say? Yeah, you're you're super serious. I feel like uh, <laughs> you also should get like someone should be paying you money. Um, I agree. For, yeah, sure. Yeah, just yeah. I'll just stop there. Someone should be paying <laughs> you more. Tons of people should be paying you money. Period. End of story. <laughs> I was gonna say, especially for the Mariah Carey meme, though. Um, oh, I love the it. double gun Mariah Carey meme. I love it. Can't wait to use it against the Miami Heat because they they pull that out of you. They pull that out of you quickly. Yeah, they will. Um, no, no, Jimmy Butler. I just heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this will put a little little pressure. I feel like the Raptors had a lot of those this year. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's bring on guest number two. Uh, we just realized that the last time we did this podcast uh, was shortly before I got married, and then the Raptors went on to uh, win the championship. So. Uh, and Mon suggested I should I should probably renew my vows, but then we were saying you know maybe not for the play in, but yeah we're gonna have to work that in because the Raptors have been uh, painful for a little while, but also uh, whatever I'm into it. <laughs> um, yeah, he's hilarious, uh, one of the funniest people I know. Uh, you know, incredible sketch comedian, uh, amazing improviser. Um, check out his YouTube channel, uh, uh, Nat and uh, Christian. Uh, and if I said that wrong, he'll correct me in the plugs. Give it up as size as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Christian Smith. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, okay, this one was a slow, this one was a slower build than I think we thought. It's a real, the drop will come. Oh, the drop's still coming, wow. <laughs> Final boss. Oh my Whoa. God. What a song. Yeah, that song's good. That's like you're driving down Eglinton and like every pothole makes that noise. <laughs> you're getting boom. stopped at every light on St. Clair. <laughs> yeah. You're uh-huh. like, oh man, I'm not even at the Allen yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's up? How you doing? Oh, good. Thanks for having me. Uh, and um, uh, instead of Nat and Christian, it's Christian and Nat. 
shit. Someone's going to look up Nat and Christian and find like a really good makeup brand and be like, this guy's on it. This guy's figured it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like, this is, this is way better than what I thought it was <laughs> going to be. It was gonna be. <laughs> like a really like niche clothing brand. And they're like, wow, I love this stuff. Is that one's not me. Well, big shout out to Nat and Christian. Shit. Um, <laughs> whoever you are, whatever you're doing, keep it up. Um, okay, let's uh, let's get into some some uh, Raptor stuff. Uh, I think yeah, it's been it's been months now that all our sound effects are uh, Weird Al focused. I don't think we're ever going to go back. Maddie, good sir, give me your best Weird Al Raptors sting. Hashtag We the Doors. Okay. I think I've heard that one before. That's a, that's a weird out with Trust in Masai. There it is. <laughs> Trust in Masai with the heinous pronunciation of Masai. <laughs> What's your name? Um, uh, I, yeah, I, I feel like I, you know, I'm sure everyone has, has Kyle's story, but I was playing in my my Monday night men's league and um, um, good friend of mine, Bob, he's a, a DOP. Uh, we went up for a drink after and he said that uh, yeah, he's, he's like, you know, filmed Kyle probably over like five times in commercials and, you know, different stuff. And one of his favorite times was like, this is like early in Kyle's like Raptor experience. They got Kyle to do this commercial and the director was like, um, okay, Kyle. So we're just going to have you do like a couple like wind sprints. And Kyle was like, no, no, I'm not doing a bunch of wind sprints. Like, like I'm an athlete sort of thing. And then I think they wanted to like put something like tie something to his leg or something like that. And he, you know, was like, I don't even work out like that. I'm not doing this. And it was sort of like a little bit like tense, but he, I guess they somehow got him to do the wind sprint once. And, you know, he wasn't happy about it. And they were like, okay, so we're just going to get you to do that one more time. And Bob said he saw this, this like look wash over Kyle where he was almost like, like sort of like at peace. And he was like, okay, sure. And he just jogged out of the gym <laughs> offset and never came back. <laughs> so, so they had one take and that's what they used. Like it made the commercial. And also like, that's so great. Like I just, Anyone that's done commercials, you're like, you know, you've had that experience where they just do things a million times. And oh, I don't know, yeah. thinking about Kyle just jogging off set and not <laughs> coming back is so great. Anyways, I love Kyle. That's awesome. Um, oh, man, I wish I saw that. Right? <laughs> and like all oh, the presence <laughs> of greatness. Yeah, that would be like, that's such an elite move too. And especially to like look at the director and be like, I got you. Yeah, let's do it again. (laughs) Knowing that you're running away and like, that's it for them. Um, (laughs) Just like truly not caring is is a wonderful place. He warned Um, him, man. He's like, I don't do that. Yeah. And also, yeah, I mean, whatever. Like, I don't want to, if, if, if. If I somehow know this director and and that's you, I'm sorry if that was a, <laughs> a bad day, but also it's pretty great. Um, okay, let's uh, let's let's jump into it. Um, Iman, let me go to you first. Uh, and yeah, I mean, we 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 I've been talking on uh, this podcast sort of since the Purtle trade. I think for a very short time, getting beyond the play in was like like maybe people thought it was in play. It's not. Um, I think, you know, seventh maybe really is, is no longer in play. Um, maybe it is mathematically. I don't know. But uh, it's nine games left, I think. And uh, our potential matchups in, in, you know, one form or the other with Washington and Indiana kind of dipping out uh, is Chicago, uh, Atlanta, Miami and potentially Brooklyn if Miami and Brooklyn sort of swap there for the seventh and six. And uh, yeah, who, who is your, like if, 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 if the goal is to be, it is the goal is to beat the team in the, the one game play in like who, who do the Raptors have the best chance against and who do you think they have the, the worst chance against in, in a one game kind of plan? 
Um, I, I love this question because it's like what I waste my time doing um, always. And I think like the obvious one is like you know, Brooklyn, they're, fall- they're free falling, right? Like they have the yes. worst record since the All-Star break out of all of those teams that you just mentioned there. But like in actually digging through the numbers, because um, I went through Gleaning the Glass and I was actually like looking who are the teams that have the best net rating, the best, the worst net rating in this bunch? And I'm really surprised at how poorly Miami has been playing during this stretch because they're the one team mm. that's really been battling Brooklyn to try and get that six seed. The loss that they had to Brooklyn, to me, just broke my heart because I was like, please finish as a six seed. I don't want to see Miami. I don't want to see Jimmy Butler. I still will say Miami's a team I want to stay away from because I think they have the best player in, in a matchup between the Raptors and they have a player that like the Raptors have really struggled uh against and so uh, i would love to stay away from them but it actually surprised me digging into the numbers and i have a lot of them here i don't have my glasses on so this is gonna be fun um (laughs) so since march 1st actually chicago so the raptors have the best net rating out of the bunch since march 1st the raptors theoretically should be the team to beat everybody else they have a 3.8 net rating in that time chicago has or sorry atlanta has the second best at 1.8 Chicago, the next oh, wow. 0.9. I know that surprised me too. Miami since March 1st has a net rating of minus 2.3. That's even worse than Brooklyn's. Huh. Which surprised me when I dug into the numbers there. Now, this is from March 1st. If I go back to the all-star, it changes a little bit, and Brooklyn has the worst one there. But um, you know, Miami's defense has actually been like putrid during this stretch. Now, all these teams have bad defenses, but get this. Brooklyn and Toronto are tied for the best defense of the bunch at eight and ninth best in the league since March 1st. That surprised me. I know that Brooklyn has good defenders because they have a bunch of two-way guys. They have a bunch of those perimeter defenders that the Raptors have, but I was surprised to see that they were actually, um, you know, tied with the Raptors for the best defense out of the bunch, eighth and ninth in the league. And get this, Miami, the worst of the bunch at 26th best defensive rating at 121.7. I don't know. I pulled these numbers from cleaning glass, um, which just surprised me entirely. Now, Atlanta has an elite offense, but a terrible defense. That didn't shock me. It was just Miami's numbers in particular. Having said all of that, I still want to stay away from Miami because, again, I think Jimmy Butler is the best player there. Um, I think that they'll probably finish with the six seed. I mean, I'm still hoping that they do. So the Raptors, uh, you know, can beat Atlanta a little bit uh, and for the eight spot and get to play Brooklyn in just one game. That's like my ideal scenario. But um, it's actually surprising to take a look at Miami's numbers and realize that, like, nope, nope, they've been bad. There's a reason they're in the play-in. Yeah, well said. And I feel like they, you know, at, at this point, Every team has sort of had, you know, at, at this like in this bunch, anyways. Yeah. Um, other than Brooklyn, I feel like every team is sort of, kind of like they are who they are to a certain degree, and that is really interesting about Miami, though, because I feel like just you know whether it, it's like the the energy between like us and Kyle or um you know jimmy who's one of the rare players that does elevate uh, his game in the playoffs or spo like all yeah. those things make me afraid of miami but at the same time i don't know we we have like, like this current raptor squad has played miami really tight in the past couple of years like one of our best wins uh, was against miami last year and um yeah, I, I think maybe the emotional thing makes me so afraid of Miami. I don't know if that's like enough, but yeah, um, yeah, that's that's really fascinating. I feel like I, I also, yeah, I guess maybe I'm stuck in sort of the whole season stats because I feel like right. the Bulls have had sort of a good defense throughout the year somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's tapered off. Years. It's tapered off in in the last month, but I think if we go back to All-Star, they still have a better defensive rating than the Raptors. Um the Bulls also have just been flat out better than a lot of these teams. Um because they were in that sort of 11 spot and they needed to climb up, right? Like they needed to make sure to be better than Indiana and Washington um to solidify themselves in this space. Uh, and I don't know the same, like, are you guys not scared a little bit of like the shot? Cause to me, what, what scares me about all of these teams is the Raptors just might not have the shot making on any given night, right? Like DeMar DeRozan yeah. 
and Zach Levine, if it's a do or die game, can go off for a night. You know, I think the Raptors have done a really good job guarding DeMar DeRozan. I think they recognize how to sort of stop him and take him out. But we've seen them struggle when you add in Zach Levine and it's like, okay, how do we take both of these guys out? Um, Because one of them is just sort of bound to go off or, um, uh, Vooch, which now that you have Yak, you sort of take that away. And then like Atlanta, I'm not scared of them, but just because they have so many three-point shooters, well, they've taken a step back that way, but just because their offense has just been so elite at times, I'm like, can the Raptors really keep up? Just in a one-game scenario, I personally think that they can. I think they can beat that team. But any team with a good offense, which shouldn't scare you in these scenarios, it should be teams with good defenses, uh, I'm just like, I don't trust the Raptors' offense to, to produce enough. That's my biggest worry. You just need shooters. The Raptors are the one team that can beat the Raptors. I'm rambling now, but that's my take. I just don't want to see the Raptors defeat the Raptors in the play. I think, I found I, like, you know, I think sadly there's a good chance that we do see that. And I feel like what scares me about this question is that I could see the Raptors beating any of these teams uh-huh. and I could see the Raptors losing to any of these teams. Like, you know, they haven't really proven to be consistent enough. Um, even with you know, even with you know, Pirtle here, there's been enough games like the Pacers game or whatever, right? Where mm-hmm. it's sort of our over aggressive defense. We have shot making. Um, yeah, where where are you at, Christian? Who who are you sort of afraid to see, and and you know, I guess like less afraid to see. I mean, Iman had such a perfectly well rounded point, and I feel like you echo all of my thought process throughout the entire thing. I go very much by the numbers by Miami or with Miami. And I think like they are a team you technically would want to face, but we have always struggled against them, especially with the kind of intensity they do. And you know what Jimmy's going to bring in the playoffs. You know what Kyle, if, if healthy is playing would bring in the playoffs, you know, that team under Spo, like you were saying, Freddie, I'm scared of Miami, even though they technically should be the team we face, but that's the team I want to face least. I think the team that has the best record Brooklyn is probably the team we want to face the most just because like offensively we can stop uh, a Michael Bridges. We can, we can close him up. We can make sure he, if he's, the, if him and Cam Johnson uh, and Nick Claxton are your three headed dragon in a play in Nick nurse knows how to plan for Nick Claxton. Like he's going to get his, but he's not going to destroy Yak uh, um, with points. He might beat him on some boards, but he might not destroy mm-hmm. Yak with points. So I feel like, Competing against Brooklyn might be our preferred shot. I think we lose in a play-in against Chicago. I think way too many, like you said, like offensive um, variables that Chicago has. But defensively, you're going to have two of the most annoying players try to stop Fred, who is right now cooking. Like, like uh, although the, the Raptors have been inconsistent, Fred has, since Yak has gotten here, has been unstoppable. And you're going to put yeah, Alex awesome. Russo and Patrick Beverly kind of like double dragoning him. Like, I don't want to see Chicago <laughs> for that. Right. Like people are talking about Alex Caruso as all defensive team. And I'm like, I mean, kid's good. Uh, I don't think he'll make it. Um, and then with Atlanta, it's again, I think that's a toss up, right? Like you can have Trey go off DeJounte go off and I, I'd be afraid. So I'm actually afraid of all the teams, but I'm <laughs> Me too. most positive. If we play Brooklyn, I think we, I think we eat them yeah. in the first round. Or the play-in, sorry. We know it's not a first round. Right, right. Um, yeah, great points. Also, thinking about uh, Pat Bevan Caruso double-dragoning someone <laughs> is is perfect. I definitely could see them walking around and, like, people coming at them one at a time and, like, you know, kicking their ass and like, high-fiving <laughs> and stuff. Like, I, I think that's, like, a very real image for those two. Um yeah, uh, I I mean, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm I'm in total agreement, and there's there, there's angles to all these. I feel mm-hmm. like Atlanta and Brooklyn, there's the least amount of weird emotion. Like if Demar and or Demar and or Kyle are involved, I think that's already like a lot. I yeah. mean, like I will make good entertainment for Raptors fans, but there will be like there's going to be some melancholy, like. Like Think I about the content. Think about the content, mm-hmm. buddy. The content, yeah. Like content above everything. Content over everything. What's wrong with mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. You know what? I guess the, it's I the guess confederacy content of content, everything. dude. Exactly. Huge. Huge. <laughs> um, new name of the pod. Confederacy <laughs> of content. Um 
Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we all agree like that. Um, I mean, the, the point that's sticking out to me too, is like the Raptors might defeat themselves. Like that's what definitely- it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they should theoretically beat all of these teams yeah. that we just named. Theoretically, they are the best team. Their point differential points to the fact that they're the best team. Might not have the best record because they'll sleep on nights against the Indiana Pacers. Um, but like that road trip, those were games that they really could have won that they came mm-hmm. out one and four in, right? Like theoretically, they are the best team of the bunch, but they can also just go incredibly cold. Um, and they just will beat themselves. If they lose in the play-in, they've beaten themselves. It doesn't it, matter who. Just to add to your point, Iman, it feels like this yeah. is the season of the Raptors beating themselves. It feels mm-hmm. like that's the tale of the tape this season, apart from Vision 6-9 that was referenced lovingly by Freddie off the top. It, it feels like... <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm going to change it for next year. I'm just sticking with it, you know? <laughs> But it feels like even getting Yak at the deadline, which is another topic, like whom I love, is like giving up what they did. It feels like a, a band-aid to a, a team that kept beating itself and they're trying to be like, please don't beat yourself anymore. You're good enough. So it's like this is what I think that was an attempt to help reconcile. Yeah. Um, I think I think before we move on, I just want to say that uh, I think the Raptors can win the championship uh, if they do one thing, which is um, basically like tell, tell Scotty to, to have a nap and then like aggressively wake him up and be like, Scotty, you slept in. It's the fourth quarter. Get out there. And just like send him running, like thinking it's the fourth quarter. Like he somehow slept in. And then I honestly think he'll be, he'll be like, go for like 50 a game. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, all, all that said, I really, I really, you know, Pirtle stuff. We've like, talked it to death obviously and we'll we'll talk about it more in, in the offseason but I, I'm so excited to see this Raptor squad you know in in a high leverage mm-hmm. situation like mm-hmm. I, like from Scotty to Pirtle to mm-hmm. a lot of the guys and I think you know that 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 might mean you know disappointment or someone mm-hmm. underperforms in the clutch but like I want that data yeah. heading into the offseason um, okay, let's uh, let's do uh, topic two, Christian. I'm going to go to you. Um, so this is assuming that like, I'm not exactly sure what happened to Precious. Mm. Um, maybe one of you could fill me in. But um, it, I, like, it, like, yeah, let me just ask, is it his back? Like, does, does anyone know what the Precious injury was? I thought it was a yeah, groin. I honestly thought it was a it groin, was groin, but I, I could be uh, wrong. I felt like they said two things. I'm not, I'm not going to. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I should have Googled that. My bad. Um, But he, yeah, you heard his ankle earlier um, and he only put a couple minutes last game, but okay. This is just assuming precious that, that the health isn't a part of the equation. Mm. Um, Do you sort of, sort of like a double question. Do you think it's too late to integrate him considering that like a lot of people who like operate in the middle have had to adjust to Pirtle. So Pascal's had to be like, okay, like I don't just run into the middle, get attention and kick it out. Uh, Scotty has like facilitated more, you know, Scotty and, and, um, uh, and Fred have really benefited. And then, you know, it took OG a little bit, but OG's like, okay, I have to shoot 10 threes a game. Um, And, you know, but someone like precious is sort of like, you know, he can't shoot a bunch of threes and sort of just seems like he hasn't really, you know, figured that part out. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, uh, you know, going on too long here, but he, he struggled, I think since, since mm-hmm. Bertle has arrived, do you think a, um, there should be a lot of effort to integrate him into the lineup considering we need wins so desperately and B, what do you think the best way to include him, you know, like for this, this last part of the season, I guess this is sort of like at, you know, like if you were nurse type thing, how, yeah, how would you sort of spark precious? That's such a, uh, an interesting question because I think precious has sort of always done well when coming back from injury and he's done well with the Raptors when he was given the green light after injury. Do you remember when he came back and he was sort of like, he was in and out of the starting lineup, obviously because of injuries, but he was, he was a beast and he was just sort of free and his, he was so focused and his, he was, had such soft uh, touches under the basket. And I just think like 
Nick has a tendency to have the shortest leash. Like when Malachi plays two bad minutes, look, and I'm not a big Malachi guy, but um, um, Malachi needs more than two minutes to prove that he can play in a game. That's why I'm loving Downton right now. But I just feel like if you give Precious a conscious um, green light uh, and a second unit with like maybe Scotty and Chris, um if Yak is sitting, then I do think there's something to be said about his his dynamism on the court. Like he's fun to watch and he excites the he excites his guys and he's a good team guy. I just um I wonder how much of it uh comes down to how Nurse approaches it. Because I think you need him. Well, you absolutely need him for the playoffs, otherwise you're running seven and then you're I don't know what you are, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I think it's tight. And I feel like, you know what, well, I should have said this too. Um, let me just go back to you, Christian, real quick. Like, what do you think about recently sort of Coloco taking his spot? Like, mm. is it sort of like, Hey, you know what? Precious. It got weird this year. The off seasons when most players spend their time developing Coloco's is a more simplified version and he knows, you know, Boucher is playing better with him or whatever. Like, do you think that, you know, if it's sort of like Coloco over Precious, you're kind of like, sorry, it's Coloco? Or you're like, no, Precious, his his upside's too important to not invest in, like, at this moment. That, yeah, I don't know if they can afford to, like, think about it that way of, of we really have to make sure Precious is growing in this moment. I, I, I think he's a better option than Christian currently Christian will do his job great. And he might play three minutes in the, in the playoffs this year. Uh, and I love Christian Coloco's upside. I just think what precious can add currently in his career is more than Christian. And I think we might not know what behind the scenes chats are happening to inspire Christian versus like, maybe that opposite of inspiration of I'm not going to play you. So you should take that in, get angry, then come at it the next game. I don't know the mind games Nick nurse is playing and his staff, but um, there's been some questions during the year about it. And I wonder if that has anything to do mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. And, you know, to your point, I think that if you, if you put together like Coloco's best games as a Raptor and Precious's best games as a Raptor, I think Precious wins that, right? He's had some moments that are just like wild, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, like the height of Precious, right? It's like hitting threes at the end of last year and like, you know, getting a rebound, jogging down the court and like popping a three in Harden's face. Like, mm-hmm. and, and you, I mean, like we've seen the wild stuff from Precious, like, and also defense that is like mm-hmm. out of control. Like, like in that, even in that, um, you know, playoff series, the guarding, uh, and bead and then switching on to Harden, like just doing stuff that, like, I don't know who else can do that in the NBA. Um, OG, <laughs> OG, yeah, probably, but like, yeah, the, the, there's other players for sure. Um, okay, uh, I don't want to take take all the air there, but uh, yeah, where are you at with the sort of everything we've said and anything you want to add about Precious Amon? Yeah, so also digging through cleaning the glass it was fun this uh afternoon. Um, so yeah. It, like, okay, so I think what it comes down to, and I think you just sort of t- touched on a lot of both of you guys, like Chris and Freddie, you guys had like great points in there, but you just said something, Freddie, that like those three point shots really mattered to me. Looking through the numbers, uh, Pascal Siakam, no, uh, Precious Achua at the five has been bad. Precious Achua at the four has been good based off of the cleaning the glass numbers. The Raptors have a positive net rating. Uh, let me, let me see if I can find it right now for us. So, when he's at the four, the Raptors have a, uh, and he hasn't played very many possessions. Like the possession difference here with him at the four, obviously, because they just got Yakupertle and they just started to bring in Christian Coloco back, is plus 8.9. When he's the five and has to be the rim protector, but you're like point of attack defenders are Malachi Flynn and Gary Trent Jr., you have to do a lot of work. And it's just not work that he can clean up. Um, versus yeah. when you're with the starters and maybe it's like OG and, and Fred Van Vliet, who, yes, slipped in the beginning of the year, but I think has really sort of come along uh, in the second half of the year defensively as well. That completely changes and he can do that, but he can't play the five with the starters. So really, it's looking for 
moments with him at another center, which has been very difficult for the Raptors because no one can shoot. If you have Precious and Yak, you lack the shooters. And so I was actually looking through the numbers. Precious and Yak together have a great net rating. Obviously, not a lot of possessions together. But if you look Mm -hmm. at it, it's because they're having a bunch of other shooters. It's Chris Boucher in there, not not Pascal Siakam, because one shoots and the other one doesn't. Just the threat to shoot completely changes things. So with Precious, I think the Raptors, you, you you guys both mentioned it he I think he's too he's too good of a young talent to just sort of give up on because it doesn't work I think the Raptors have realized that vision six nine as fun as it is um is something that you play in spurts is not a, a team philosophy that you just sort of build out and so yeah you can have precious play the five in lineups where it makes sense for him to play the five but more often you want him as that four guy you, you he could switch on to Joel Embiid but should that be his primary assignment he can switch on to James Harden as well and he's one of the uh, with OGs you guys said one of the best perimeter defenders in basketball one of the most versatile defenders in basketball what you need from him though is that three-point shooting that he brought last year so that you can play him with another big and it doesn't absolutely destroy the Raptors facing. So really the issue is like, Scotty, Pascal, Precious, you guys need to start shooting threes in order to make this team make sense. Yeah, I mean, so so many good points. No, no, it was, it was great. I feel like so many of the points you made too are like are, are really like long-term, like sort of like, I mean, you know, philosophical issues with this team because like part of what this team's potential is and also its downfall this year, I think can kind of be distilled to shooting, right? Yeah. Like basketball's um, easy sometimes. Put the ball through the hoop. I know. And like, you know, I think back to like nurses sort of like boxing one in uh, you know, uh, in in a championship run. And part of it was that it's like, okay, we're gonna give Curry this much attention because like Alfonso McKinney and and Cook and Boogie cousins like they're just not gonna hurt they're not gonna hurt you enough and you know i I think this team like you know uh, the last i saw scotty was under you know uh 30 percent from three right and 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 i think scotty's taking the threes i like that but you know and and pascal with yak he's had to shoot a lot more threes and i think he's he's right around league average and like we need more of that from him so it's like we just have so many either below average or in the case of like Coloco and Pirtle, like straight up non-shooters uh, that, you know, having, yeah, like you have seven guys on your roster. Like I was looking at other teams for reference the other day and, you know, uh, I was looking at the, the Dallas Mavericks and it's wild. Like basically everyone on their team this year, you know, for the most part can shoot the three at an above league average. And I, you know, obviously there's context there, Luca creating space, yada, yada. But yeah, it's just really... This going back to your point about like the vision six nine and like being like a curveball switch up thing, it's that still needs shooting, right? Yeah. And I think Pirtle brings a lot, but you know, he also takes away shooting. So you, you you need more shooters and you need the people you have that are getting better at shooting to get better faster. And I think, yeah, that kind of brings us to the offseason. So we'll we'll park that, but uh, as far as this playoffs, you sort of have to challenge guys to shoot the three when they're open, and and you know it might be ugly. We might lose a playing game, uh, or or they might hit enough threes, and then all of a sudden the Raptors are a problem, um, which is like you know I dream about, but I'm not sure how realistic that is. I'll take another team beating us, but to Amon's point, I don't want the Raptors to beat us. So take yeah. those threes, you know, like. Yeah. Be be a team that is is trying to win a game, getting that basket in the or the bucket in the basket, and let's go. Let's let's see what we can do. I I agree. Well, one of my favorite moments that I think like might be a reference point in like Scotty's like sort of overall career, um, and and part of the reason that I I'm hesitant to sort of like jump on the you know Scotty plus shooters bandwagon is because I feel like I think his overall ceiling is going to be raised by being like, no, no, Scotty, you have to shoot the three. Like you can't be one of these guys that is like, is not shooting the three. And he has, right. He's shot the three. He's attempting, you know, a good, a good amount of threes. And in that Philly game, game six, I think he went like one for six. And I was so happy that he took those threes. Mm-hmm. And then I hope that, 
yeah, like, you know, what if he does that this year and he's like three for six or two for six or something like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that really matters. And you've seen a guy like Precious not take those threes and then pump fake and then try to dribble and travel or something. And it's like, dude, you gotta, you gotta take them. And if they're wild misses then whatever, but I, like, you know, to your point, Christian and, and Amon's original point, I also don't want to see the Raptors beat themselves. Um, but uh, yeah, let's move on to some NBA. Stay tuned after the break for more Confederacy of Dunks. Uh, Maddie, please join us. Hop in the screen and um, also give us your weirdest Weird Al NBA sting. This is Adam Silver Honk. This is Adam Silver Honk Honk. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes there's a new, uh, another weird owl that creeps in there. We're good. Uh, we got trust in Maasai already <laughs> out of the way. Um, Maddie, uh, you're gonna you're gonna kick this segment off for us. And uh, I mean, I think sports in general, um, you know, are about the pageantry. Like I I love when when people, uh, you know, whatever showboat celebrate. Uh, bench celebrations are like one of my favorite things in the world. I I don't know how much they've tried. They've continued trying to like police that, which was like icky to say the least. I, I feel like that's died down. Um, and, and I hope that it, yeah, it goes away and never comes back. Um, but yeah, I, I'm thinking about like sort of like a signature on court celebration. Who's someone for whatever reason that you think, needs a celebration um and like yeah like the, the sort of set up the story for me like what who is it what do they do what's the celebration okay well i kind of wanted the celebration to be a bit of a blanket one for the raptors i wanted them to have this we the north kind of celebration for when they're getting hot or when they win. And a big thing that I always would like to see at a basketball game is when they pop that hardwood up and I see some of that ice. Okay, I want to see some <laughs> of that ice. So when right. when Fred's shooting hot, I want someone to come with like those suction things and like pop off a tile and then like, he'll sure. cool his hands over the ice <laughs> while just like good, good. staring down the other team. <laughs> I like that. And 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 uh, if they win a game at home, I'd like a like a full line going across the court, pop them up, so that they can just like all the players run and slide on their stomachs going. <laughs> going this is great. I want yeah. it to go like right, like angled, so it's going right into the dressing room. So like we just that's how they get off. They just slide right yeah. in, and then you know Flynn comes and he puts the hardwood back. You, you could pick someone to, to do it. <laughs> Flint's <laughs> <laughs> the, the hardwood Malachi popper. And Eric Flynn just yeah, they gotta, they yeah. gotta repair the uh, hardwood. Yeah. Um, Be cool. Last game of the season, maybe they could uh, auger a, like a fish fish hut hole, and uh, you put sure. a fish hut on the court, and they all get into the fish hut. The whole team be kind of like a clown car type of thing. It'd be fun pageantry. Yep. Uh, so yeah, more ice play, more popping the hardwood. <laughs> ice play, um, more more ice play. This is fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. So you want people opening up the court mid game? Um, I'm sure there'd be. It would be wet. It would be. It'd be a huge mess. Uh, you'd have uh, all, all the Scotiabank staff on it. Um, <laughs> This is and good. Flynn. This is really good. Yeah, we've had a speaker <laughs> burst into flames, right? So yeah, why not cool. have one of the players with a drill or a <laughs> suction thing, I think yeah. you said? Just a plunger would be uh, fine. That, is, I think that's how they that get how them off. Is, it's a suction? <laughs> that seems weird. Um, okay, but Maybe yeah. It's a crowbar. Cool. Who knows? It's a crowbar, yeah. Um, this is great. Thanks, Matt. Um, <laughs> this is why I have you start the segment. We start grounded. You know what I mean? Um, and also, all of the players sliding made me think of um, when Team Canada was sort of going through their run uh, uh, soccer. Um, they had a couple big wins. One was in Edmonton. Uh, and, and, and Davies scored a goal, I think, and everyone r ran and jumped on a snowbank, which for like football <laughs> soccer fans, that was yeah, right. 
that was like specifically Canadian. It's mm-hmm. like, wait, wait, why are they playing in this in- a- atmosphere where there's actually snow near yeah. the field? <laughs> um, it was great. Uh, okay, let me go to you, uh, uh, Iman. What's your what's your celebration? And it doesn't have to be <laughs> removing pieces of the court. Um, yeah. I wish it was that good. No. Mine, okay, so also a Raptors one. All year we've just been hearing about team chemistry, right? Like it's just been not great. So I'm like, okay, what could help with that? Why not a mirroring technique? So I thought <laughs> for... <laughs> I thought for a team celebration, everyone sort of takes on another person's personality. Fred, serious. He acts like Scotty when he does something great. Scotty, not serious. He acts like OG. And so, like, they got to learn their teammates. They got to learn their habits in order for us to pick up on this. And so everyone's uh, everyone's celebration is just mirroring a new teammate. You have Will Barton come in. No one knows who he is. Well, now you got to get to know him, Christian Coloco, because when you do something, (laughs) we need you to be Will Barton on the court. To, to celebrate that moment. Uh, that's yeah. fantastic. Will the thrill. Um, everyone just does like, like when, when, when uh, Will Barton did the, the dunk off, he came into like thriller stuff. So like, um, but th- that made me think Scotty recently in, in an interview was saying that he did that 360 dunk because he was calling out Pascal for like, he Pascal had a breakaway and he just did like a one handed dunk. And he was saying to Pascal and OG, like you have to, we have to have more flair. So uh, he go. did a 360 dunk, and then uh, OG did this like like amazing like double pump double reverse. Um, I like that. Also, like coming yeah. from a, you know like, improv background, the mirroring. Yeah, let's get these <laughs> boys connected. You know what I mean? Right. Also, when you're um, having that kind of fun, your team's playing better. Let's go. Yeah, totally. Um, like Sacramento, the beam that like yeah. that's so weird to not be good, and they're all having a good time. Uh, okay, Christian. Who's your player? What's the celebration or team? It's funny you mentioned Sacramento because the player I chose um, is basketball royalty. You know my favorite player is Arvidas Sabonis and his sure. wonderful child, Demontis Sabonis, is the one I chose to get a celebration. He's not really known for his um, on-court um, uh persona so i yes, think he should bring his lithuanian heritage to the court okay. and when he has a really nasty flush on somebody i want him to pull out the very famous lithuanian uh cold beet soup and like a witch i want to <laughs> oh, stir this is a good. massive cauldron of cold. beet soup <laughs> and I want this if he good. gets 20 rebounds a game, I want the entire Sacramento arena to get free cold beet soup from yeah. Lithuania. Free borscht. Cold beet There's got to be something with the beet and beam. They sound too similar to not have something. But they're both there. purple. The, they. Uh-oh. Oh. Light, the, light the beat. Light the beat. <laughs> Yeah, everybody gets a everyone gets a beet soup. Um, it's it's ice cold. Ice um, cold. The, the, that's wonderful. Also, I think similar to to Matt's, this might cause a mess. And I'm down to that. Yeah, right. I, they don't have to do the you soup. I mean? More delays. More delays. A witch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is these are great. Um, uh, I, I had a couple people in mind, uh, and. Um, I think that, you know, he really at the end of the day does not need a celebration because he has such a defined persona, but, and it would be a late career choice, but I would love if Kawhi Leonard started doing like a mini celebration. I think the internet would go wild. Like, you know, even if he does nothing, the internet goes wild. Um, (laughs) And I just want him to, like if he if he does something big, I want him to close his eyes and like jog down the court, like just like not open his eyes back up, like and because it it works with his sort of like you know uh, I'm not gonna flaunt or like be big with my expressions, and just like sort of close his eyes and like you know go to his his like intense place and you know just resting his eyes. I think it would be scary. Uh, I also feel like he might trip. You know, like there'd be like there'd be There'd be a lot going on. People would be like, "Is he? Does he know where he's going? Can he see with his eyes closed?" Uh, I also could see fans doing that too. Like everyone's oh like God. closing their eyes for a while, <laughs> running. Which is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a bit of a reach for me. Not gonna lie. 
but he just like punched <laughs> out like when he heads to the bench after a win and it's just like you know clock in clock out he's done for the day puts in a little coat and sits yeah. on the bench that's, that's good. my yeah. job not for the day and then after he clocks out, closes his eyes. Um, <laughs> Full circle. Full and circle. runs out with his eyes closed. <laughs> yeah, and Mom's like, I was helping you, dude. Um, you got to ditch the eyes thing. Uh, these are great, though. Um, okay, let's uh, let's wrap it up with the last question. Um, uh, Iman, let me go to you first. And uh, yeah, I guess this is sort of open-ended, but just in general, like, yeah, you don't have to like fully break it down, you know? Um, but I mean, if you hit up cleaning the glass, I'm into it, but um, I did. yeah. Who's like your, your five-year team, like, like you know, starting right now. It wasn't the Raptors. So I did not hit up cleaning the glass. I was not going to spend that much energy. I'm joking. Um, it's Memphis to me. Um, it like, it's, it sucks like that. They're dealing with a lot of this stuff that's happening, but I think it's Memphis. I think, you know, Draymond Green kind of took a dig at, um, you know, the meanest Canadian on earth, Dylan Brooks, by saying like the dynasty starts after you. But I think it's very, like the fact that he's even alluding to the fact that a dynasty can exist there. I right. mean, why not? They're, they're the fifth youngest team in the league. They, I think, have all of their picks. They're just good and they're fun and they're so good, so young. They just, and they piss everybody off, kind of like early Warriors pissed everybody off. Um, and that has all of the makings of like a really great young team. So my pick is Memphis. Uh, I like it. That's a, a, that's a great choice. Uh, I think that um, the, yeah, they still haven't like done something, you know, you know, quote unquote, but I think that they've been, this might be the second year in a row where they're second, that they finished second in the West um, and the playoffs are hard. And I think you have to like learn some lessons there. They beat the Warriors by 50 points in the playoffs, right? Like they, didn't they do that last of 50 points? They're a good team. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think they're also so well-rounded, good coach, like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and I, I think, yeah, all, you know, all, all, all the sort of stuff with Ja, um, I think might just be, uh, uh, you know, I hope it's a thing that was like sort of referenced as like, oh yeah, that time. Right. Uh, and he, I think still has like, he reminds me of like early guards that sort of like were incredibly athletic, but he still... Like, I don't know what he shoots from three, but I, I think there's still a part of jaw that's going to be like where his athleticism is going to like cross over with him doing all the like, you know, being more efficient and sort of like all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, 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 I won't be shocked if jaw gets an MVP at some mm -hmm. point. And mm -hmm. like, again, they have other picks that, you know, t talk about a team with chemistry um, early in the year, they were dancing out before every game. Mm -hmm. uh, I like it. Memphis is, is a great pick. Christian, who's your team next five years? I was really close to Memphis as well, Iman. I think that's a great pick. I was, and, and I think it, though, it's between two teams for me, Cleveland and Orlando. And I, I, I think Orlando squeezes it out for me only because hmm. they might even have a chance at Wembenyama. So, like, you look at the core of Paulo, friends, and then you have your pick of Markel, Cole Anthony, and Jalen Suggs. Then you have Wendell Carter Bull Jr., Bull. like Bull Bull, who's having a, a, a very wild season. I just think they're all so young, and there's so much potential, and they're so bad, quote-unquote. I mean, obviously, they're playing a lot better lately, but they're going to get a good pick, and they're just going to add to this in, in, insane, tight, like, young core I think that is five years for me. I think Cleveland's more of a three-year. Like they're they they should be competing right now, um, and and but Orlando, man, I think there's something there potentially, and I like them. I like that they're they're they go for it, man, and I love that they're they're not trying to like sleep on games. It's just really fun to watch. Yeah, Orlando's sort of doing the like everyone is extremely freakishly long, like better than the Raptors in some ways. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think Orlando is a really interesting pick. They definitely are, are loaded, not just with picks, but also, um, you know, sort of in a similar way, similar way to OKC, like have talent as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say even more sort of like, like for sure players in OKC, De definitely more. Um, and, and Cleveland was a team I was wrestling with too, because if you think about their four stars, no one's like everyone's going to be good for a while. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I think they'll there for them. It's going to be 
finding pieces that complement those stars. Um, but uh, I'm actually, this might be a, a sort of a, a weird pick, but I'm, I'm going with Phoenix uh, because I think that, you know, Aiden and Booker, I think are both going to continue to get better. And I feel like in the interim, and honestly, maybe not even this year because of the, of the injuries, but I feel like unlike Brooklyn, um, well, let me just say this. I, I'm not exactly sure how much a part of it Chris Paul will be, mm-hmm. but I do think that Chris Paul um, can sort of still be like the the fifth, the sixth best player on a team that's really good. Like I, I think he's already proven that he can – not be the guy, not be the second guy and sort of be really, really an effective part of a team. Um, and I think that KD will finally, it, it's, it won't be similar to the Warriors, but I think he'll sort of be in that position where he can like load manage more. Uh, you know, I thought he was going to be able to do that with Brooklyn and he had to carry Brooklyn. And I think that, you know, Phoenix is, is a team that still sort of has a lot of like uh, other good talents. So, I think Phoenix is going to be good now and they're going to stay good with Booker and Aiton, you know, kind of, I mean, assuming that, uh, that, that Aiton is like, everything's cool with Monty Williams, I guess there's more turmoil there than I'm giving credit <laughs> for, but, uh, and pressure. Um, but it does make sense with your five year window kind of with KD's career yeah. too, right? I hear my own my own sort of counter arguments are firing off in my head because I'm like they do sort of need to get past this like the Luca embarrassing them experience as well. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, KD helps with that. I think exactly. I think KD helps with a lot of like <laughs> that stuff. Yeah. Like a sort of you know exactly like I think he's so amazing that. But I mean, yeah, health right. Well, I guess we'll see what he can do. Um, or how healthy he is, but uh, yeah, that's that's it for the pod. Um, uh, thank you both so much for for joining, and um, yeah, it was a it was a good episode. Thanks for everyone who's been listening. Uh, our, our our next episode, I think, is going to be probably the last regular season episode. Um, we might have two more, but uh, yeah, Matt, I'm going to get you to come in. But uh, Christian, first, let me go to you. Um, what do you got going on? What do you feel like plugging? What do you want to let people know? Um, you should check out Christian and Nat on YouTube. It's pretty good. If you want to check out yes. Nat and Christian too, go for it. Like I'm sure they're great people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Christian and Nat mostly though, you know? <laughs> yeah. They're, they're great. Or pulp comedy on YouTube, you know? Yeah. Go for it. Have a watch. And they're all sketch comedy and improv stuff. Awesome. Um, yeah, you're hilarious. Uh, everyone check that out. Um, yeah, I, I love your videos with your bro and, and that, and it's, it's just, it's funny and it's good, it's good stuff. Um, uh, Iman, what's up? Where, you know, what do you want to let people know? Where should they check you out? Dishes and Dimes is back. We actually are working on a couple of episodes that I'm really excited about that should be coming out in the next couple of weeks. Awesome. Some special guests. Yeah. Huge. Uh, yeah. Check that out. Like that's, you know, a very, uh, legendary Raptors podcast. So, um, yeah, if you don't know about it somehow already, you know, check it out, listen to it. Uh, and thank you both. Um, Maddie, let me throw to you. Uh, what do you want to let the people know on behalf of us or also you personally, you know? <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Thank you for listening. If you've been listening on the podcatchers, we appreciate that. If you could uh, rate us on Apple, Spotify, that would be great. If you caught the clip that we put up on YouTube, thanks for watching. Please comment, please like, and please head over to the podcatchers and listen to the full episode or at raptorspublic.com. We also have the links all set up there or at dunkspodcast.com, which is our own personal website. And yeah, that's pretty much it, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Um, and, and again, big thank you for me um, to, to to both you, Christian, uh, Amon, and, and to Maddie, best producer in the world um and and yeah go go raptors we'll see what happens here uh and thanks everyone listening supporting maddie if you feel like we're done we're good to go please just give me those words i love so much okay okay listen to full episodes of the confederacy of dunks only on the rapcast 